This episode of the Brutally Speaking Podcast is brought to you by On Point Pomade. Keep your beard and hair looking on point with their line of pomades and beard oils over at onpointpomade.com. Use our code BSP15 at checkout and get 15% off your total purchase order. So thanks again to On Point Pomade for sponsoring our show. This episode is also sponsored by the Bean Bastard Coffee. Head over to thebeanbastard.com and pick up any one of their delicious hand-roasted coffees. Coffee lovers will also enjoy their hand-cut and handmade espresso candles and soaps as well. If you're in the Buffalo, New York area, head to their store located at 448 Elmwood Avenue. And thanks again to the Bean Bastard for supporting this show. Brutally Speaking Podcast is proudly sponsored by Rockabilia.com. With over 500,000 officially licensed items in their online store, you're guaranteed to find something you need. Use our code BREW and get 10% off your total order. Now on to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Brutally Speaking Podcast. I am your host, John, and uh, this is, well, this is a lost episode. Uh, I've been talking about doing these lost episodes for a little while now, and um, some scheduling issues kind of threw some stuff out of whack. So initially, this was going to be a holdover uh, because the Vox and Hops collab episode was going to drop uh, this upcoming Friday as of when you're hearing this. Uh, and then we were going to do episode 300. Uh, unfortunately, as I literally was getting ready to finish this and uh, record this intro and all that for the episode, uh, Matt from Vox and Hops uh, was like, hey, can we push it back one more week? Um, so now it's just kind of throwing everything a little bit into a tailspin. So I had to get a little creative. So this is still just basically going to be a holdover episode uh, because that Vox and Hops episode is going to uh, essentially air on a Friday, uh, which is not my normal release day. So I didn't want to like go like a long stretch without giving you guys something. Um, so this episode was always going to drop today as of when you're hearing it. Uh, however, you're going to have a little bit longer between the next few episodes. Um, this episode's guest though is James Legion. Uh, at the time of when I recorded this, he was the vocalist for Moto Grader. Uh, at the time they were on tour with, uh, I believe, uh, orgy and were about to go on a tour with Il Nino and so forth. Um, you know, quite a few tours. They had a new record getting ready to come out through the EMP label group. It's really interesting going back and actually listening to this, this episode, uh, that I did. Cause a, it was done so long ago. I mean, it was done, I believe 2018, I believe. So at this point we're, we're three years removed from this episode being recorded and in the lineage, ironically enough, of, the, you know, the podcast, this is really, you know, about two years into the podcast. I think it was still called in John John's entitled podcast at the time and is one of those where uh, this was not 
put out for a multitude of reasons. Uh, shortly after this episode of, of actually chatting with uh, with James, uh, the band essentially went on another hiatus. Um, I thought I had some fighting actually in the episode uh, between the bandmates that were driving to their next uh, destination, and I I swear I remember like James kind of yelling at everyone to shut the fuck up and be quiet and all this kind of stuff. And uh, upon listening back to it, I, I obviously did not find that. So either I had preemptively cut that out uh, back when I initially recorded this. Um, and obviously with the status of the band being rather uncertain at the time, uh, the publicist and I thought it was just kind of best just to, to not air this. Um, so now that it's been so far removed, uh, at this point from it happening and also not, uh, you know, the band being on another hiatus at this point since 2018, uh, it just kind of felt like a time to, to put this out and just kind of reflect a little bit on the podcast, where it's come from, how, you know, you can hear, how what I've done is kind of changed a little bit versus, you know, maybe what the show has morphed into. And I thought it would be kind of a cool retrospective uh, leading up to the Vox and Hops episode and episode 300 because uh, the episode 300, I will go ahead and give you the the guest name at this point. Uh, we tried going with a multitude of different people. I had a lot of different ideas on how I wanted to present episode 300 if I even wanted to make a big deal about it. Um, and it was one of those things where as I kind of was thinking more about it, kind of getting more nostalgic, uh, I decided to go back to my first guest, uh, my tattoo artist and one of my close friends, uh, Christopher Betley. So we are going to record that uh, on Monday as of when I'm talking this right now. Uh, so that'll be done and that'll be episode 300 and uh, I have no idea where we're going to go. Uh, a lot of life has happened to the two of us uh, since five, five and a half years ago or so of us starting uh, our conversation on this podcast and what would become the podcast and the journeys that it's taken and uh, the journeys that Chris's life has taken and the journeys that uh, his professional career as a tattoo artist has taken. Um, so I'm really looking forward to just sitting down with my buddy and uh, just kind of shooting the shit and kind of seeing where the uh, the chat goes. A um, lot of cool things kind of on the horizon. Uh, I'll delve more into that as, uh, as I get to it. But um yeah, I think without further ado, um, let's get into this rewind episode, this lost episode as it was with James from MotoGrader, and uh, I'll wrap everything up on the other side of it. right in this so that way you guys uh get going back with the rest of your day i know you're are you traveling right now to the show in fresno yeah we are yeah we're pretty damn close um but uh we're we're yeah we're traveling okay i'll try to do this so that way not everyone has to be quiet <laughs> <laughs> not so good i'm in the back of the van okay so it's not it's usually not too bad i just had to get them to turn the music off so it's not you know Right. And something I wasn't sure of, because like looking at the band socials, it, it just goes by your last name. Do, do people know your is the, is the band still kind of doing the thing where they don't have people's full names out or uh, James Legion is is what I go by. So. OK. OK. I just want to make sure because I when I had Dave Shafari on a little while ago from Terry Universal, we were talking about something about the band and he called someone by their name and he goes, shit, edit that out uh, and then call them by like, their <laughs> stage name. And I was like, OK. <laughs> So I just want to make sure that there wasn't like the the whole making sure that the stage names are what's being used. Oh no, we're not we're not too particular about it. Okay. All right. Well, here we go. 
So I have the pleasure this afternoon of talking with James Legion of Moto Grader, the vocalist for Moto Grader. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Doing good. We actually have decent weather here in Michigan for once. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so I guess uh, first things first, how, how is everyone after the accident you guys had uh, about a week ago now? Um, yeah, I mean, everybody's good. You know, we were fortunate. Nobody got injured in the accident. Uh, you know, our trailer got totaled. Uh, so we're using a U-Haul now, but uh, nobody got injured. So we're, we're pretty, pretty happy, pretty grateful for that. Because it was, I mean, our, our vehicle went flying through the air. Like all oh, four shit. wheels went off the ground um, and uh, busted a window out. And um, our new bassist got like a scratch on her chin. And that's it. That's all that happened to us. So wow, that's we're really lucky scary. as hell. Yeah. What, uh, cause I mean like in the post that you posted about it, which that was a redundant statement, but, um, <laughs> I, I couldn't really tell it. Obviously you guys were probably doing an overnight drive. It seemed like. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I can't even remember where we were driving to or from because, you know, when you're out on the road, it kind of all blends <laughs> together. Right. But, um, yeah, we were, we were doing an, um, I think it was like a six or eight hour drive, um, kind of overnight. It, it happened really early in the morning. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, you see these things all the time and you just kind of like, when you see shit like that, you're like, Oh man, like that's, that's fucking scary. <laughs> I mean, and then especially, cause yeah, it man, like it was. you were, it yeah. seemed like some of you were sleeping. And so like, I mean, just oh, yeah, I jolted was. awake like that, like that'd <laughs> be fucking so scary. Especially when it's oh, not yeah. anything. Oh yeah, I was sleeping for sure. Yeah, especially when it's not anything like of your own fault. Like you know, oh, I fell asleep behind the wheel and hit something. Like you got rear-ended. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it, it was it was scary because yeah, uh, like uh, Nuke said um, in another interview, I think he was saying, you know, I woke up in the air and that, that's pretty much exactly what happened. Like I, I was just sleeping in the back, and because I'm always in the in the back of the van, and um, I like I just felt like a hard jolt and uh then uh i went in the air like because <laughs> i came off my seat you know and i was like well fuck it's happening <laughs> like it was bound to happen eventually and it's happening uh because it when you spend this much time out on the road it's the odds are kind of against you that you're gonna get into an accident eventually right and uh we, we were looking at it kind of like you know if this is our accident you know then then that's a good one because nobody got injured and we'll take it. <laughs> you know? Right? No, definitely. Um, so, aside from from that, how has the tour been so far? Um, it's been it's been good. Uh, except, you know, we had obviously because the accident, we missed some dates. Like we uh, we didn't have a trailer. We had to try to get one. Uh, we had to get a U-Haul, and U-Haul was closed on on Sunday, and it was it was a mess. But um, we finally got our stuff together. So, it's, unfortunately, we had to miss a couple of dates. For that, and then um, after that, which we were saying we weren't really going to talk about it, but then Nuke went and posted on Instagram and all over the place about it, so I guess we might as well. But uh, then, like, uh, we did one show, and then the next night, next day, we got pulled over, and Nuke got arrested. <laughs> uh, but it was for driving with a suspended license. Ah, uh, so nothing too, yeah, nothing too, like, crazy. But, um, yeah, uh, so then... We ended up having to miss a show for that because, I mean, he was in jail. Like, you know, we couldn't leave him. <laughs> so we, we had to, we, we, and we were in this, like, um, we were in Garfield County, um, which is, and I can't remember, 
can't remember the name of the town, but it was super small, like a really small town. Uh-huh. What was it? Palmroy, Washington. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, I mean, everybody there was really nice to us. Um, like we we had some stuff we needed, obviously, to fix on the van still because we, you know, after the accident, we had some residuals. But um, we were able to sit and, you know, somebody gave us their house to stay in oh, and, wow, that's uh, awesome. for a day. Yeah, and we got shit we needed to take care of, taken care of, and then Nuke got out, and we went on our way. Um, but we missed the date for that, so it's just been it's been a it's been a difficult tour. This is the most difficult two week tour I've ever done in my life. We've done three months tours that were, you know, <laughs> nowhere near this difficult. So I mean, in kind of speaking to that, like when you have such difficulties, and it, it seems like everything just keeps stacking on, like one thing after another. How, how, and especially, you know, when, when shows get canceled, you know, a lot of times fans get really bummed and, and, you know, there's obvious reasons as to what happened and why, but it just seems, it would just seem like it would kind of lesser people probably would fold and be like, man, fuck this. This just isn't worth it. So, I mean, what, what, yeah, but you can't, you know, you can't do that. I mean, this is, this is what we do. You know, we're, we're out here, we're on the road. Like you can't turn back now. (laughs) You you just got to make it work. That's, that's the way we've always done it. You know, we've always made it work. And I mean, that's just, I, I don't, I don't know any other way to, to do it. You know, I, I can't imagine just turning tail and running, you know, like you got to do it. <laughs> Something that I thought was pretty interesting too and cool was that, uh, excuse me, was that you guys, I saw the video of you making your, your new merch, like your hoodies and so forth. And it looked like, because I worked for a screen printing company, it looked like you guys were taking what I assumed was uh, bleach and making your designs using, like, bleach in a, a graphic. Am I correct? Um, yeah, that was, um, Nuke was doing that at his place. And um, I, it, he's definitely using paint. So, oh, okay. I mean, I don't know if he was using bleach on some of that, but I know that there's definitely paint because there's screens here with us that have paint on them. Oh, <laughs> so okay. I know I know he was using paint, but... For that, I, I'm not entirely certain. Uh, I can't really speak to that. Oh, okay. Well, be that as it may, I, it was more just to the point that it seems like you guys are very hands-on with a, with a lot of your stuff. And, you know, a lot of times you see bands just kind of being very kind of hands-off with a lot of that stuff. So I was kind of going to, you know, what makes you guys want to take the extra responsibility on yourselves to, to you know, be so hands-on with your merch making and so forth like that? Um. Well... Honestly, I don't. Somebody's trying to beep in on me. Okay. Hold up. Sorry. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Sorry. Someone was trying to beep in on me. But um, <clears throat> with the merch thing, that's that's really Nuke's deal. He was wanting to do the merch himself. Um, I, the reason he was wanting to do it, really, I guess, is just just to have more control over what we're. And um, you know, he he wanted to not give other people money. He wanted to. <laughs> You know, because you're you're paying other people money to to print stuff for you, and so his his idea was, you know, I'm we can if we can do it in house, let's do it in house so that we can, you know, get the money for ourselves. You know, right. <laughs> instead of paying other people to do stuff. Um, so you know that that's really him. That was his idea. He's he's the one that was behind that whole that whole operation. But uh, other than that, you know, as far as being hands on with stuff, um, I I know as far as the music is concerned, we like when we were doing the album. We were very hands-on with with everything with that, you know. Um, I, I I'm a real stickler about the music because I, that's just hands down. I mean, we're a band. That's what's really important, you know. Right. So I, I I was always very 
like in the studio and like with the producer or, or you know, whatever, um, always, always want to know everything that's going on with that. So we don't like put out mixes and shit. That's not what we want, you know? So I don't know. We're, we're pretty hands on with everything across the board. Kind of speaking to the make or making up your last album, you know, I, I've actually had Tom Hazard on here before about a year ago. Oh yeah. Cool. <laughs> and uh, so, I mean, with you being on EMP, you know, I, I haven't had to, the opportunity to talk to a band that's been on the, on the label, but how has Ben being on EMP and working with Dave and, and Tom Ben? Um, well, I honestly, I've only really had contact with, uh, with Tom. Um, I really haven't talked to Dave, <clears throat> unfortunately. Um, but, uh, Tom's been super cool. You know, he's, he's always been nice and, uh, you know, easy to work with and, uh, you know, they've, they've helped us a little, you know, they printed our album and stuff, which is cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been good. That's, that's awesome to hear. Uh, Tom's, Tom's just a, an interesting character all the way around. So I, I wasn't, you know, sure how, <laughs> yeah, yeah. how working with him. I think I got to ask him like one or two questions legitimately. And then he just, we won't, he just went for like two hours. <laughs> just talking. Yeah. I mean, it was all great. It was yeah. all fun stories, you know, but it was just, it was very, yeah. I think it was like, I kind of just stopped looking at my questions and I was like, all right, I, I guess I'm just going to let you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just let him talk. I mean, that sounds like, that sounds like, like Tom. <laughs> I mean, but to that effect though, like seeing someone that's so passionate about like the label and everything, I feel like that's got to be kind of infectious for you guys. Like when you're making a new record that like you want to, you know, put out the best thing because you got someone that's so excited to, to have you, you know, be working with you and putting out your release. Like, is, is that an accurate statement? I mean, absolutely. I, I, when we're writing the album, you know, I, I wanted to do the very best we possibly could. Like I was very, very, like kind of stressing out about making it as good as it could humanly possibly be <laughs> you know like i as, and for me this is the biggest platform i had ever had to kind of showcase my abilities mm-hmm. so to me you know i had to put everything i got into this like this had to be the best music i best lyrics best melodies that i'd ever created you know and uh, i feel like it is i think we did a good job um you know dorian made it to i believe it was number 16 on the billboard charts yeah which is the highest spot that Motogar's ever had, actually, even from back in the old days, like down was like made the number 18 or something. Right. So, um, we kind of topped ourselves. So that's great. Um, we're hoping to do that again with daggers. Um, uh, we just got to get, we got to get some money behind us. Right. <laughs> kind of speaking a little bit to the, the past. I mean, obviously I know you weren't, you know, everyone knows that you weren't the original vocalist and the band kind of went away for, yeah. for a while. Yeah. You know, what was interesting to me is when listening to the new record and prep for this conversation, like iTunes was, you know, made some comment about like, oh, this is, you know, something uh, new metal or back to their new metal roots or something. It was like a one sentence, very weird thing. And as I was listening to it, I was like, this doesn't sound like a new metal record at all. Uh, hold, on, I, hold on. I actually oh, want, I want to get the quote right. A catchy, confident return to new metal. That is what the description on your album uh, is. Really? Yes. Huh. And my wife and I were just like, I was playing it because she goes, oh, I haven't thought of that band in a long time since Ozfest. And I go, oh, well, they don't sound like yeah. that anymore. Like, not like that. And then so when I played it for her, she goes, and she read that statement or the quote on it. And I was like, what the fuck? This is more like 
no, this isn't a new metal record. Like, come on. So <laughs> I was going to kind of bring that up. And, and if you were aware of that, and if not, just kind of wondering if that's a, a sort of common thing that happens with you, you know, you put out a new record that, you know, is very current and sounds great. And the production on it's great. And the songs are really good. Uh, but the thing is, is do you find that people are still assuming that you're just this new metal band from the, the early 2000s? Um, um, <clears throat> I mean, I I definitely get compared to Ivan all the time. Like, I, and I know that's going to happen. Right. But as far as like uh, being classified as, as new metal or whatever, um, I don't know. I feel like the fans in general, like the shows and stuff, are just really receptive to the new stuff. And they don't. I don't really hear the term new metal come out of people's mouths that often, honestly. Um, I, people don't really, I haven't had a lot of people come up to me and really even mention a genre. You know, they just right. like the music and they say, we got, you know, good hooks, it's heavy, it's different, you know. Um, you know, the, the genre thing doesn't really come up, but um, yeah, definitely being compared to Ivan quite a bit. You know, um, I've never, I've never had anybody at a show come up and say anything negative really like they're always very positive and even um ivan came out to one of our shows in, in la a while back and um i talked to him a little bit after the show and he you know gave me props and said that i was doing a great job and you know loved the new spin on it and my hooks and yada 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 so um i don't know i mean i i feel like we've been received well and you know the fans of the old material are taken in in the new and uh you know I don't know. I, I haven't really. It's not really been a problem. Something I've always kind of wondered too, with it, you know, with bands having two vocalists that are you know kind of the the two that people will come to know. You know, in this case, Ivan and now you. You know, I look yeah. at a band like Killswitch Engage, for instance. Like you know, they just recently had Howard come on the new record with Jesse, and yeah. when Jesse had left on End of Heartache, uh, Jesse was on a song uh, with them. So I've always kind of wondered: Has there ever been talks of having Ivan come on and just kind of do like a song and just kind of, cause you know, a lot of people do this thing where it's like, Oh, we're team so-and-so, or I only like so-and-so and they, and they want to <laughs> yeah, people yeah, against sure. each other. So I've kind of wondered, is, yeah, there, they do. is there, has there ever been talks to maybe have Ivan come on and just kind of put all of that to rest? Like, yeah, Ivan's not in this band anymore. He's cool with what we're doing. We got him on a track. Like, you know, this is what we're doing from here on forward, but just almost like a, a sort of like passing of the torch, I guess, for lack of a better comparison. Um, actually we had, we, we had talked about that actually. Um, we were talking to Ivan a little bit about some stuff. Uh, you know, I don't want to go into detail. Um, but, um, it's, um, as of now it's not happening, you know, uh, he's, he's a busy dude, but, uh, right. you know, we, we have it, the communication lines are open, you know, so we, we have talked to him about stuff like that and he, so, you know, we're, we're all cool and, and we've talked about it, but right now it's not we're not certain that something like that's going to happen, but it, yes, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I, I just, like I said, like in light of the, uh, kill switch guys kind of doing something like that and kind of putting, putting the, the sides. Cause you know, it's like, I think like once fans see that, like there's, there's really no animosity or no weird beef or anything. I think it just kind of makes it to where people yeah. can then go like, well, I just like this music cause it's good and it doesn't matter who's singing on it. So, but yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, Actually, something else I've kind of wondered too. Do you, like obviously when you're writing the songs and you're writing the band, like you know you you write how you write. But do you have you gone back mm -hmm. and kind of when you were maybe getting ready to write this record, did you kind of go back and, and look at some of the stuff that that you know the band had done maybe like 
vocal melodies or so forth and just kind of been like kind of see what like what Ivan used to do that maybe could inspire you to come up with a you know a different vocal approach or something than maybe you would have thought of um <clears throat> honestly no <laughs> i i didn't and um there's a you see um there's a reason for that um to me i wanted to draw a this very distinct line between me and ivan mm-hmm. um because um this band well for one i'm an individual and right. you know i want to stand on my own feet and you know i want to do my own thing and yes it is moto greater and you know that is part of its history but even whenever they brought me on uh, when the, my first conversation I had with Nuke, whenever he called me and was, you know, trying to bring me on board, um, he was, he was, he had seen a video that I've done uh, with another band and he was stoked and he, he liked me and he was like, you know, would you like to work with us? And my first thing I told him was, I'm not Ivan Moody. <laughs> you know, I was like, I have a different voice, you know, and uh, they had had a guy before, like kind of between me and Ivan that, right. that really sounded a lot like Ivan. Mm-hmm. So I was like, if that's what you're looking for, I'm not your guy. You know, I have my own voice. If, but if you want to try to let's do a demo, see if you like what you hear. So we did. And uh, we worked well together and everybody loved it. So, you know, I joined up and, you know, the rest is history, as they say. But basically, what I'm just trying to say is like, I, I, I never I never wanted to do anything like to pull from Ivan. Like I wanted to do my own thing. So I, I was really trying to, to not, you know, I wanted to stay, obviously the music going to stay true to what Moto is, you know, right. and, and we're have, like, we don't want to piss off our fans and all that. But at the same time, you know, I'm my own person. If I was trying to mimic Ivan, then I'm not doing myself any justice and I'm not doing the music any justice. You know, it's not, it wouldn't be coming from a place of, of, of honesty. You no, know, so. totally. It's just always weird because, or I don't know if weird is the word I'm looking for, but it's always interesting to think of a band that you know came into prominence with one person, and and you know the kind of like you said there was someone in between you, but it's it's always interesting to see the different routes that bands will go when getting a new vocalist. Where you know, like one of my big gripes for Journey is they never got past Steve Perry. Like everybody, they've always yeah. gotten. So has to sound like Steve Perry and, and understandably but the thing I've always said is like you know the band should have when Steve left they should have just found a new guy who didn't sound anything like him but could still do the song the back catalog yeah do it as a good service sure. but they're so stuck in that thing that everyone and then they always go like well you know we got this new guy and you know no offense to Steve but blah 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 and it's like but you clear you as the band clearly haven't moved on because you just try to find people who sound like Steve like you never tried to find <laughs> yeah. anybody else and so it's really frustrating to me like when I see that because it's like you can't have it both ways as a band where you want people to listen to your new stuff and respect you as the new stuff you're putting out when you're trying to still have one – like you still have one foot firmly planted in the past. And to me when listening to this record, you know, very much like you just said, the, the person before you, the EP that the band had put out before this newer record with you on it, it definitely felt like it was trying to hold on to – the old sound and the old voice basically. And now it feels like you guys as a collective have, I mean, you're still appreciate like paying homage to those. You'll still probably, you know, probably playing those songs and so forth, but you're not in that you you move forward. And and I think it's going to allow the band to grow and keep going on. Like I'm, I'm now more interested in seeing what this next record feels like, because I feel like this, the, record you just put out is the one that kind of gets people to take you seriously again and, and kind of forget about Ivan and, and all that and the sound, you know, that kind of style. 
but I'm interested to see where the band goes now, where I feel like you're going to really come into your own as the collective moto grader now. And, and maybe I'm wrong with that, but no, I mean, I would like to think you're right. I mean, that sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a, uh, <clears throat> so we're getting ready to come up with uh, Terra universal. Yeah, that's have, right. Have you seen those guys play live yet? Oh yeah. Um, we did a show with them. Um, uh, a while back, um, a couple years ago, um, is, uh, actually not long after I joined the band. Uh, so I guess it was like four years ago. Okay. Um, at, at, um, in Texas at, um, Texas independence fest. Uh, yeah, I think pretty sure that's where it was. We played a show with them. And, uh, of course we toured with El Nino, you know, we're familiar with Dave and, and all those guys, uh, Aru, you know, uh, helped us with our album production and all that. So, um, yeah, we're very familiar with those with those dudes. How do you see the uh, the fan base kind of getting along? Because it, as I was kind of thinking of the tour, I I kind of was like, oh, it's going to be an interesting cross section of, of fans because I feel like Terry Universal is trying to capture more of the younger crowd, but I think due to who's in the band, I think it's going to draw out people like my age and like your early to mid you know thirties and forties and so forth. The people who have been hold on a second. All right, sorry. No, you're good. Are you there? Yeah, no, I'm here. Hey, are you there? Yep. Can you can you hear me? Hey, man, are you there? I I am here. Hello. Okay, sorry. Nope, you're good. Yeah, sorry. Um, but no, I was just saying, like, I think it's to me when thinking about the tour on paper, the the potential for the demographic of people coming out was was quite interesting to think of who was coming out like is it going to be the young fans of like the sound that both of you guys have that i think would appeal to a younger crowd or is it going to be people who are coming out who have been into the band or you know in terra universal's case like fans of il nino and dave for you know the last 20 some yeah. years or so so have the one show you guys played with it being a festival what what was kind of the the age group and demographic like Oh, it was really mixed. I mean, it's like you say, like there's going to be some, uh, you know, some people, uh, you know, in their, you know, 30s and and whatnot that uh, are there for, for you know, what El Nino and, and Motorgator did, 2003-ish, you know. But then uh, there's some new kids too, and uh, even we like, and, and we're playing out. There's 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 about split really. Is half the people be like, oh, I've not seen you guys in 15 years. And then uh, there's another half that'll be like, oh, we've never heard of your band before. Of course, the younger audience and they, they love it, you know, so it's <laughs> it's 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 very split. You know, it's, it's a wide audience, which is a good thing. Do you tend to find that with the younger kids who maybe weren't aware of you? Does it feel a little more gratifying, like to 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 be able to have the music stand on its own now and have it be the thing that brings people in as opposed to, you know, someone coming solely as like sort of a nostalgia thing? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, that's really cool. Cause you know, that, that, that means that they are, you know, 100%. I mean, that, that's me, you know, <laughs> that's my shit that they are, that's, that's got them there. Right. Um, so yeah, that sounds good. Uh, I kind of been wrapping this up so you guys can get back to, uh, your, your drive to the venue. Um, I always kind of like to end these episodes with a song. So what would you like me to end this to? It could be one of yours or it could be something you guys are all jamming uh, on the road while you've been out on this tour. Um, I am, I am going to say one of ours because it's the song that 
I really am hoping that we can push that we just did the video for. And, uh, you know, I, I, I want to hear it on as many outlets as possible. So daggers. Okay. And then, uh, do you have like a little bit of a, a like interesting story about like the, the making of the song or like the lyrics or anything? Um, <clears throat> well, I, um, I don't like to really, um, talk about the meaning of my lyrics and it, reason why is because I, I don't know, it's kind of like pulling the curtain back on, on stuff to me. And I feel like I like for people to be able to take their own interpretation of, of what the lyrics mean. And I think it, it means more to the person than like, who am I to say, you know, oh, well, it means this. And then the person's like, well, shit, I thought it was something else. And then you kind of broke that connection. Okay, so, so I don't really like to talk about that, that in particular, but um, it's, it's my favorite song on the album. I think it's got the best hook. The lyrics mean a lot to me. And uh, I think uh, it's, I think it'll touch a nerve with people if we can really get it out into, you know, the public as we did with Dorian. I think it can do better than Dorian. So, I guess uh, here's a here's a, a different take on that question. What's been okay. one of your, what's been a reaction to it that you've heard that you really enjoyed hearing from somebody that was like, oh, to me it meant this. And and is there a story like that where someone's come to you and been like, oh man, daggers, and then you know, yeah. whatever. Do you have a, a one of those stories in mind? Um, I've had, um, I've had several people actually come up to me, uh, after shows and tell me that that's their favorite song. And, um, you know, there was one guy that was like almost in tears and he was just saying like, he's, he's had a rough run right lately. And, you know, he just feels like he just keeps fucking up and like, he's like ruined his relationship and all this stuff. And that, that you know, he really relates with that song and I'm like, you know, that that's what it's all about to me, you know, is connecting with people on that level, I think. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, and then lastly, where can everyone find you and or the band? Um, Motograder1.com is the website. And, of course, we're on Facebook. We're on uh, YouTube. We're everywhere. You know, just, just Google Motograder and you're going to find us. And then uh, what's the band got in store after this uh, Terry Universal run? We're doing a Metal in the Mountains Festival uh, in West Virginia, and we're doing the uh, Terry Universal run. Okay. And then are you guys going to be maybe starting to write the new record after that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. We're uh, we're already kind of getting our feet wet there. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're working on it. Awesome. Well, thank you again very much for taking the time, and uh, have a great time tonight in Fresno. Oh, we will. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later. Thank you again. Uh, yeah, thank you, man. So that was my quick chat with uh, James Legion, again, former vocalist of Moto Grader. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. The the other thing I remembered when, you know, keeping this episode and I always saw it kind of in my external hard drive of, uh, you know, lost episodes and things like that of just sitting there is I remembered and how cool it kind of was that. You know, Ivan, the former vocalist uh, that started Motor Grader back in the day before becoming the vocalist of a, a little known band named Five Finger Death Punch, uh, that it was a thing where it was really cool to, to hear that Ivan still was kind of keeping in contact with the guys in the band and that there was some potential for Ivan to come and, and do some guest vocaling spots or something uh, on an upcoming song or, you know, whatever. And it was kind of funny because as I also was listening back to this real quickly, just to you know make sure there's nothing egregious that I needed to cut out, um, that basically it was when Jesse was just coming back into Killswitch. Um, so it, this this whole thing was just really nostalgic for a lot of reasons for me. Um, 
it was really cool to kind of see how far all that's come. Like, I think I had made a comment about like, you know, Oh, Howard, uh, it'd be cool if Howard and Jesse did something together. Like they've done stuff live, but like, it'd be cool if they did something on a song. Like, you know, Jesse did once he had left kill switch and they had put out the end of heartache and he was on, uh, I think the second track off of the end of heartache with Howard. And it was just one of those where it's crazy to see like, you know, all these years later, now Howard is officially on a track with kill switch on uh, the signal fire. And it's, I don't know. It's just really cool to sometimes go back and, and, uh, see how things have panned out. Um, you know, that's really been sort of the, the theme of, you know, me kind of prepping for episode 300 is just kind of thinking about, you know, the show starting off, you know, with the first guest with Chris and some of my other friends and, you know, looking back, like I just saw a time hop, uh, from five years ago now, uh, that I got to talk to Andy Williams of every time I die. That was really like a five year goal of mine. Uh, you'll hear more about that in the Vox and hops collab episode coming up, uh, in a few weeks. And, uh, was just one of those, like where it's like, it's, it's been crazy to see where this journey has taken me of just starting my own thing because I wanted to fucking start it. And, you know, I didn't want to let ambition be killed by lack of knowledge on how to do any of this stuff. Um, sometimes I see the original setup of the podcast and I'm like, oh my God, like the things I'm literally looking at as I'm recording this, like I couldn't have even fathomed owning any of this stuff. Uh, so it's just, it's crazy to, uh, to really take in all this kind of stuff. Um, as far as, you know, Moto Grader, uh, unfortunately, like I said in the beginning, uh, they are still on a hiatus. Uh, this is a band I think that's gone through, I think this is their third, maybe their fourth um, hiatus. So I'm not going to say that, like, they're not going to come back. I definitely think it's it's one of those things where they just, when, when it's time and it fits into their lives, they come back and they go play and, and fans uh, go enjoy what they do. Um, I'm interested to see how this episode goes over um in spite of the like you know the ivan comment and so forth but uh in the chat but um i just thought it'd be kind of cool to uh get some of these off my hard drive and, and just kind of get them out to, to people and you know i did them for a reason so you know it's just one of those like i i feel like i should get them out and release them uh it's almost like when your favorite bands uh start on like going through their vaults and releasing all their their demos and b-sides and so forth and you're just like oh man fuck like I can see why you didn't put that one out at the time or, oh man, that was actually a really cool song. I wish you would have put that out. Uh, I'm not going to say that this is an episode that, uh, you know, is going to light the world on fire and everyone's going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe you just sat on this this long. But, uh, I definitely think, uh, there's a little bit of, uh, little bit of cool stuff uh, contained within this uh, little episode. So uh, much appreciated for everyone who's been along for the ride uh, from the beginning, whether you hopped on recently, beginning, now, whatever. Uh, much appreciated. Uh, like I said, Moto Greeter, you can find them wherever, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I really don't think there's going to be many other uh, handles that use the term Moto Greater in it. So just search that out and you'll find them. And for us, the podcast, uh, simple enough, brucespeakpod.com. That's our landing page for everything. Uh, go there. Anything you need to know about this podcast, you will find. Rate, review, subscribe. You know why that's important. Uh, if you are on a platform that allows you to do one or all of those things, please do it. Uh, most importantly, though, share the episodes. Uh, that always helps. Uh, that always is how people are going to find their new favorite show. Uh, so, I, I mean, I definitely know when I hear a great episode or I find a great podcast, I'm more apt to uh, tell people about it that I think would like it. So that helps tremendously. And uh, keep the conversation going. Uh, wherever you see the episodes, uh, feel free to comment. Like, we got a lot of uh, positive feedback, like I said, on the Marcos episode we dropped. And, uh, you know, I, I love kind of talking and engaging with all of you about, you know, albums or people or a part of the conversation or whatever. It's, it's, uh, 
it's really fun getting to kind of do that thing. I actually have a Discord server. Uh, I don't really know how all of that works. Uh, it's under the discography discussion Discord server, but I think it's under my own link or tab under that. So there's there's that question marks. Um, so I guess go find the discography discussion discord. Uh, I'm trying to be better at doing some of these ancillary things that all the new hip kids are doing. So forgive me if I don't reply very quickly. Uh, last but not least, uh, podcast sponsors want to thank on point pomade. Keep your beard and hair looking on point. Use our code BSP 15, take 15% off your total purchase order. We actually have Maddie Mullins coming up, uh, in a few more weeks, probably about a month. Uh, got some other episodes to drop, uh, but we got a lot of great guests, a lot of uh, diversity kind of going on with that. So looking forward to dropping that episode, real loose, fun chat with Maddie as always. Want to thank the bean bastard, go to the beanbastard.com, pick up some delicious coffee. If you're in the Buffalo, New York area, check out the brick and mortar store, please. Go support some of our friends uh, in their local businesses. And last but not least, head on over to rockabilia.com. They have over 500,000 items in their online store. And if you've been following up on their social media, they got hit pretty good for the 4th of July sale. It looked like just a massive amount of invoices and so forth. So great to see a lot of people taking advantage of those deals, those great items that they have. If you're a fan of pop culture, music, whatever, I'm sure they will have something that you will didn't know you needed but they will have it for you. So uh, use our code BREW and take 10% off your total purchase order. Save yourself a little bit of money while you're there. And for the Brutally Speaking Podcast, I am John, and I'll talk to you all next week with episode 300 with Christopher Bentley. Talk to you then.